it's okay to acknowledge that something's bad and something's hard. It's okay to be honest with yourself and be honest like that. Oh, but keep taking a step forward. That doesn't have to be a big step. That can be a tiny shuffle. It can be a quick little scoot. It can be a slight hop. It can be a lean, but you have to keep going in the direction you were going. Welcome to the Full Out Podcast, where you'll get tools, tips, and inspiration to start living your most passionate, expansive, and abundant life. I'm your host, Samantha Jo Harvey, professional dancer and group fitness trainer turned lifestyle entrepreneur, speaker, and women's empowerment coach. It is my mission to help women live their lives full out. No more surviving your days, playing small, or marking your way through life. It's time to let go of your blocks, step into your power, and own that you are worthy of having everything you want in your life, business, and relationships. Are you ready? Let's dive in. Hello, and welcome back to the Full Out Podcast. I'm Sam, and I'm so excited for my guest today. You all ask about my relationship all the time. How did I go from surviving my days in a marriage that was not fulfilling me to now being super happy? And um, I brought in an expert, and his name is Corey Johnson. And if you don't know who Corey Johnson is, he would be Mr. Steve Harvey's personal trainer and my boyfriend. Hi, babe. Well, hello there, darling. What's up? <laughs> I'm so excited to have you here because oh. you're excited to be here. Well, good. Because I feel like so many women want to know how do you create the relationship that you really want? And I think we need a man's perspective on all the things. So I can't wait well, to hear all of your advice. Well, I am a man, so I have the best perspective. So you're clearly an expert. I'm an expert on being a man. I am. I've been one my whole life, 29 years. We're good. We're good. So for people that know us, they know that you have this job where you travel a lot. I also have a job where I'm in New York for three months out of the year. And we always hear, you know, communication is key, but what does that really mean? Like you're a guy and most guys are known to maybe not be the best communicators. Like you maybe don't like talking on the phone or you maybe don't like doing, I don't know, talking about your feelings. So how, what have you had to change or do or embrace to be a communicating partner? Like, what does that look like for you? And were you always this communicative? Oh God, no. I was not, no, I was not, I didn't communicate with my mother. I can't, I can't communicate to save my life. I just assume everyone knows what I'm doing, but, uh, yeah, that was definitely a hard thing for when we started, um, especially with the distance that was on us at first, just right out the gate. Even when I started dating, I'd only been we had only been dating a month, and you left for New York for three and a half months. So it was, um, you know, and it I, and it became a real effort that, um, you know, I had to really try to show you how I felt about you. And, um, and I just try, but tell you how I felt about you. And the first time in my life, I couldn't just like meander over into a spot and just be charming. And then like, you weren't here. So I couldn't all, all the games and stuff that you have before just don't work anymore. You have to be a real person. And I, I truly believe that, you know, communication is something that is learned after lots of hard work and effort. And, um, I'm still learning to this day, 
which we know. Uh, it's, but what makes it easy is there's a lot of times in the world when during the day where uh, you're in my head anyways. And so it makes me want to communicate with you. It makes me want to reach out to you. So not to say the old cliche that the, the girl changes the guy and makes you want to be better, but my person made me want to be better. <laughs> that's sweet. That's sweet. But like, I think that the communication brownie thing, points. Brownie points. Yeah, really good. Good answer, babe. Um, but I think that the communication thing is it's a continuous learning experience. Like for me, I've had to ask you, you know, and most recently, like if things bother me, I've had to learn how to talk about my feelings. And instead of just like being upset and expecting you to read my mind, I've had to learn how to say, I am feeling xyz even when it's uncomfortable and i know that in past relationships like i didn't know how to do that like i felt so bad i tried to i wanted to make everyone feel good i never wanted to hurt anyone's feelings and because of that i wouldn't honor my own feelings and so i know that in our relationship i've tried really hard and i continue to work on being honest about what i need or when i'm feeling like i need more communication or i need to see you or you know i don't know insert xyz and um, I just think that that's been like, you've been patient with me in allowing me to be able to talk about that. So that's a big deal. I need to make a announcement right now for all women listening to this podcast, please. We do not know how you feel. Just say it. It would save us so much. Time. Men are stupid. We are not smart. And especially when it comes to our feelings, right? Guys get in fights, they punch. And once we punch each other, then our feelings got out, we're fine. Like men are not taught how to receive information for feelings and how to put it out there. So what we need is for you to look us in the face and tell us, hey, I'm feeling this way. That way I can fix the problem. I can't fix the problem if I don't know, if I don't know that you're upset in the first place. Like when you do the whole thing, I think my favorite is when I can tell you're upset and you're not telling me is when you just get the one word, fine, okay, okay. And it gets really high pitched. So it's like really high pitched. <laughs> it goes, okay, okay, okay. And I'm like, okay, time out. I have done something in the past 10 minutes that has really upset her and I didn't even realize it. I need to retrace my steps and figure this out. So you're saying I still have work to do. <laughs> well, I mean, the, I mean, the, not to like throw our whole business out there, but you telling me that you needed with my new job, it really, we had a kind of our, our situation in New York. We had a tradition, right? I'd be there for opening night and um, the today show. It's like usually that week right before Thanksgiving and I'd be there a whole week and then I would go back to work and then I'd come back again for Christmas, be there for like four or five days if I could. And then I'd go back and then you'd be home. Well, this year you left early. And then I left for um, Jamaica, Cancun, Atlanta, uh, this, the Africa, everything. And um, so I think you taking the time, and then we were apart like almost eight weeks straight, right out the gate. And then um, even y you telling me that, hey, I need you to get here and see me because I'm not doing okay with the separation that we have right now. And luckily my boss was cool. Let me skip the trip to Dubai. And I got to come, I got to come to New York and spend a whole weekend with my lady free of everything. 
Of course, I did have to leave behind to stay that long, but I got to be there next week for Thanksgiving, which is going to be great. But it's, it's like little things like that where, like, I knew, I, I mean, I don't like being away from you. You, you. I know you don't like being away from me, but I can hang in the situation just because of, I just put my head down and I just work and I just keep working, keep working. And you're the same way, but this time it was harder. I know with our new fur baby too, you have to be away from Murphy. And so uh, you, really, you just needed me to be there. And I would have never known that unless you said something. Yeah, and, and I wanna be like, ladies, ask and you shall receive. But if you don't ask for it, then it's never gonna happen. Like you can't just expect the other person, like Corey said, to read your mind, but it was challenging. Like that was a hard conversation to have, but I could feel myself like starting to get, you know, a little angry and starting to be uncomfortable on phone calls and like not being in a good place. I'm like, this is not good. So we have to address the situation as opposed to playing the games of like, I'm going to create some distance or I'm not going to respond to text messages. Like that shit does not work and it does not help or support a healthy relationship. So ask for what you need and then you can go from there. You got to lay it all out on the table and be honest and honest. There's a way to be honest and still care about the other person's feelings without, you know, being mean or being a bitch or, you know, being a crazy person. Like you got to honor your feelings and be honest. And it's about also guys just being humble enough to admit that you were not doing a good job. And I think that was really hard for me when you first told me, because the fact that you had to tell me that, hey, I feel like you don't care about the separation that we have right now because you're not making a more of an effort to see me. And like, that is such a hard pill to swallow at the time. And you feel like, you know, you failed as a guy in a relationship. We're supposed to take as a man in a relationship, you're supposed to take care of your woman. You're supposed to always make her happy. You're supposed to never be the reason that she's upset. And when I was the reason that you're upset, that's just like a really hard pill to swallow. So instead of like, you know, letting that crumble you and getting upset, like you just got to accept it. Like I made a mistake. I'm going to fix this problem right now. And we did. And it worked out great. Yeah. And we're, we're good. We're still here. We're doing this podcast. So clearly things are okay. <laughs> um, but let's, can we like rewind? Yeah, you can I, hear how her, verse, her voice got really high right there. Oh my gosh. Stop it. Can we <laughs> rewind to, to us in the beginning, like the very early stages mm, and spin class, <laughs> my you... favorite story. All right, go ahead. Tell it quickly. Cause people are driving, but they don't have that long to drive. So we want to like keep it kind of short. I'll keep it. I'll keep it short. All right. I'm working at gym. Okay. Equinox. I know we've all heard of it. The Cadillac of gyms. Okay. All of a sudden I noticed that there's a new spin class on schedule that, you know, I haven't seen before. And I was like, right on. I got some time in between class. I'm gonna jump in the spin class, get my sweat on. Right. Then get to coaching, which I had was doing at the time also. So I walk into this class, I sit down, enters this gorgeous blonde, smoke shell, walks in, and I'm like, oh, hey, I've never seen that girl in here. I wonder what she's doing. She must be a new member. I need to talk to her. She walks right past me, smiles. I smile, give her, you know, all the teeth on that smile, you know, all the teeth. I got a pretty smile. So I give her all the teeth, right? She walks up and gets on the bike in front and I realize immediately to my horror that she is the instructor. Oh no, 
I have to look at this girl the whole time in this guy. And I was sitting in the front just because I didn't really care. And I just jumped in on a bike. And so I'm sitting right in front of her. And I'm like, great. So I'm just going to sweat and I'm going to die. And, and then the class was so hard. Like you made it so hard. And then so I'm just riding this bike, dying. And I'm like, I don't look cool. I'm sweaty. My butt hurts. You know, Lord, get me out of here. So I wasn't even brave enough to talk to you. I just got off and I walked out of the class. But that was the first time I saw you. And, um, but it made an impression. I'll tell you that much. I stalked you after that. <laughs> so I don't even know where to go with that, but I'm just gonna say, okay. And so you were just like around. I was going through a really dark time. I was in the process of leaving my marriage and you happened to be around at the gym. You had your friend Bree befriend me and we started, you know, doing classes together and you guys would take my class and that was awesome. And then you find out that I'm going through a separation. You find out that I'm going through a divorce. And uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. you didn't tell me though, I had Brie smuggle the information and get it to me. No, because I didn't, I mean, you're very handsome, but like I was in my own shit. I wasn't thinking about anyone else. I wasn't thinking about yeah, you as like a partner or anyone. Yeah, exactly. The classy woman. Yeah, no, you, it was just like, you happened to be around and that was really cool. But then things shifted and you had this like game plan. You were just going to be around and be supportive and be around. Six and month Six month plan, babe. Six months. Six months. The six month plan. Six and months it worked. Doing it. it didn't and work. It, worked. it looked out exactly the way it was supposed to. And here's the thing. I was coming from a place where, you know, you guys have heard, I've talked about this on the podcast a decent amount. I've talked about it all over my Instagram that I was not in a good place when I left this relationship, this former marriage. And I remember towards the very end of it, I had spoken to an intuitive coach and I was like, what do I do right now? What, what do I do? I know what I want, I think, but I'm not happy. I'm not, you know, in the place that I want to be in. And she told me to write down in my journal, a list of the traits that I wanted in my partner. And she said, you know, don't talk about looks, don't talk about finances or a job, talk about the traits of the human being. And sure enough, I go home and I, I start writing down all of the things that I want in a partner. And I remember reading it and feeling so sad and so just, I mean, sad is really the only word that I can even think of because I knew that the partner that I was with at the time was none of the things that I had on that list. And what that intuitive coach told me was that either my partner would evolve into this person or I was going to attract someone else into my life that hit all of those points. And sure enough, a couple months later, Corey comes around and he literally is all of the things on the list. Like, but from his relationship to his mom, sorry, babe, I'm going to spill some things. Relationship to his mom, his mom's like his best friend. She's amazing to the way that his friends love him. And I feel like if a guy has friends that love him and support him, you know, that he's a good guy, um, to just, you know, his laughter and his kind heart. And I know that he hates when I say that he's a nice guy because oh, people would, Oh, 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 it hurts. People would ask so me all the time. They're like, what, like, what do you love about him? And, and in the beginning I was just like, he's just so nice. And when you're with someone and girls, I know that you you can relate to this because when you're with, with bleh, when you're with someone that is not so nice, it becomes this like, you know, 
mysterious white buffalo that you just don't, you know, like, I know that there's nice guys out there, but I haven't met them. I can't find them. Where are they? Like, I have girlfriends in New York. They're like, there's no good guys in New York. You guys, good guys exist, but you have to be open to finding them and you have to be open to attracting them. So the fact that you're saying there's no good guys in New York automatically means you're never going to find a good guy in New York. So I write down my list. Corey walks into my life. Well, he was already spinning in my life, but he actually like walked in as a potential partner. And even at that time, like, I don't know that I, I don't know that I was ready for a relationship. I wasn't ready to be like, Hey, I need a boyfriend right now. Like I told you, hell no, you were not ready for a relationship. You know how hard I tried. Like when we were dating and I'm using air quotes and I know everyone can't see what's going on, but dating, it was just a whole bunch of you going, Hey, I want you to do boyfriend things, but I don't, you're not going to have that title. That was pretty mean. Sweet. Well, you stuck around. You stuck around. But but there's a philosophy I have, and well, me and my boys have always had, is the juice worth the squeeze, you know? And No, I don't like that phrase at all. (laughs) That's the best phrase ever. It's all about fresh squeezed orange juice, right? Is it worth all the effort to get the juice? And yes, yes, you were a thousand percent worth it. And I knew it from, you know, what re- really sold it was us hanging out in, I don't know if I, I don't know if I said this on, on the podcast. Uh, uh, wait, wait, it's a adorable story. But you were, you had to go to the courtroom for. <laughs> I know where this is going now. <laughs> you, had to, you had to go to the courtroom for like to um, your paperwork process. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. So you're going to like hear something or like I forget what it was, but like, uh, and you were just in there sad about the whole thing you were going through. And I remember you texting me like, "Yeah, I'm over at the courtroom, whatever." And I just started walking out of the gym because, and I just started walking towards the court, and we were just talking on the phone, and I was just like, "Oh yeah," and just kind of subtly sneaking in. It's like, well, where are you? And it's like, oh, I'm like stuck on like the third floor or whatever. And I get to the elevator and push third floor and just walk up. And we're still talking on the phone when I just appear out of the elevator. And then we sat in there around, surrounded by, well, I don't know, like 10, 15 people who are all having the worst day of their life. Because let's be real, anytime you have to go to the courtroom, it's not, it's, it's not a good day, right? But we are laughing and loud and smiling and I remember in that moment, I was like, if you can be in this terrible situation and have that kind of smile, and I can put that kind of smile on your face, I was like, this is something special, and I need to put a lot of effort into this. And so I did. (laughs) I love it. But you know, it's true. Like, I do feel like we have been in other situations where we're like, we don't necessarily want to be doing what we're doing in that situation, but we decide that we're going to have a good time regardless. Like, we are going to laugh, we're going to have fun, and it doesn't matter what kind of shit gets thrown our way, we are determined to have fun and to do it together. Oh, I can't do anything without having a good time. What's the point? It's true. It's true. Yeah, like, all I do is joke around and have a, a gay old time for myself, but, you know, also that works in certain moments, you know, and in most, in other moments it doesn't, but that's where I need you to be like, hun, this is not the time to do fart jokes. You know, this is not, this is not that time. Okay. I need you to focus. And then we have our secret word that helps me focus and realize that I can't be silly anymore. It's true. It's true. I will say that the type A person in me that like recovering perfectionist, the wanting everything scheduled out and knowing exactly what I'm doing and always being on a schedule, like 
that drives Corey crazy because he's the complete opposite. He's like, take it as it comes. We'll decide in the moment. And while it drives that bridge when we come to it. Yes. And while that makes me absolutely nuts and drives me crazy, it has allowed me to have more fun in my life. And it's allowed me to sort of take a step back from my schedule and be more open to possibility and opportunity. And I think that's something amazing that I've learned from you. While it makes me crazy, it's also something that I'm starting to adopt from you, which is super fun. And let's talk about that key, that key word there, that like little, um, our code word. So for my friends that are in relationship, we're not going to say what our word is, but (laughs) (laughs) because we're not going to, but I have a friend who would get into fights with her boyfriend or when she was in fights with her boyfriend, instead of like yelling at one another, they had to speak in a Minnie Mouse voice. And so instead of being like, I can't believe you didn't take out the trash, they would have to do it in a, I can't believe you didn't take out the trash. And it's absolutely ridiculous. And so Corey wouldn't do that. He refused to do a Minnie Mouse voice. And what we needed was a word, a code word for me to say, so that Corey knew I was serious and that I was not joking. And this was like, he had to take me seriously. And, you know. Well, see, the voice wasn't the problem for us because we don't really fight. We don't, right yeah, now. we don't do that. But <laughs> my, our biggest problem is that I joke around all the time and I stress you out when I joke in certain situations because I don't take it serious. And you needed a word to convey to me that I knew I had to be serious and I had to take this situation serious because I have a gift for turning any situation funny. And sometimes situations don't need to be funny. And I'm learning that. That's something I've learned from you. Like, hey, funerals are supposed to be sad, Corey, knock it off. All right. Oh my God. (laughs) But yeah, I mean, that was the, that was our biggest thing is I just, I needed a word that when I heard that, it just made me stop. Like when your dog's running around in circles and you say something like, cheese and he just stops and looks at you like that's exactly what happens and yes i just compared myself to a dog but let's be real we're men this is this is how we work a lot of dog traits so ladies in relationship find your code word maybe it's cheese i don't know that just worked for the dog and Corey's story but find a code word and it's the best thing ever because then you don't have to have a conversation about how this is really serious and blah 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 you literally just say the code word cheese that's not our code word but you know you get the point are you afraid other people will use our code word? Get my yeah, code I don't word. want anyone to use our code word. All right, or enough. I don't want anyone to use it or hear it when we're out. And I say, blah, 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 blah. And oh, they're like, oh, the code word. <laughs> Corey's in trouble. Oh my gosh. Um, okay, so I have a couple questions for you. Questions. What's your yes. biggest pet peeve? My biggest pet peeve? Mm-hmm. Um, Biggest pet peeve. Hmm. This must be like a rapid fire question. I I get the rapid rapid fire fire. question, but like, I mean, I have nothing. uh, uh, People who say hella, (laughs) a big pet peeve of mine, can't stand that word. Really, it it upsets me. Um, But personality wise, I would say my biggest pet peeve is a person who. Yeah, I can't find joy in things. People who, negative people, like people who quickly jump to negativity really bother me because that's, that's not how I work. Like even if I'm in a crap situation, um, I'm all about people complaining out loud. Um, 
like I said earlier, I was a, I was a football coach for those people who are listening. Don't know. I used I was a football coach for eight years. I was also the strength and conditioning coach at the school. So I was with my 14 to 18 year olds year round. So I coached them for half the year. And then the other half of the year, I was running their strength and conditioning program every year. And I would physically test and mess with these kids because on a football field, there's never a play that goes by where you are not in pain, one or two, um, under stress. And um, uh, a lot of people don't realize the, the kind of psychosis that goes into playing football and what it does to you mentally. And, you know, the big thing right now is the concussions and people keep saying like, oh, football players feel like they have to be tough. They put on this tough persona. It's not that coaches convey to you that, oh, you need to tough it out. It's that you 1000% get so comfortable being uncomfortable. Like I said, there's not a play that goes by where a fingernail has been ripped off or you're bleeding or uh, something's dislocated and you learn so quickly to adjust the pain. Someone's kicked you in the sin. Someone's stepped on you. You know, you got hit in the back. Like there's always pain. There's always pain. And so you get so, you get so comfortable functioning in that kind of an environment that, you know, that kind of messes with your head. So when you're training younger kids, and my whole thing was when I was training your kids, it was to train them like that mentally, right? So most of the things they did and they found that was, I was pushing them so hard mentally. Now, come back all the way to the point, which was, um, I'm a big component in complaining out loud. So I tell my kids all the time, like, I don't care if you cuss at me, I don't care, well, actually I do, I don't let them swear. It's a, it's a rule of our, on our team, I don't let them swear. If they swear we have to do push-ups, the whole team has to do push-ups. But I, I don't care if you curse my name. I don't care if you got to yell. I don't care if you say how much you hate the situation. Everything you're doing, just keep doing it. That's all it is. Just keep doing it. So I've always been the person who, if something bad comes along, you can complain, but you have to keep moving forward. And when people just immediately see a situation like, oh, and like this is happening, this, and then it stops their momentum and they just stop and they stay in the negative. Like, it's okay to acknowledge that something's bad and something's hard. It's okay to be honest with yourself and be honest like that. Oh, but keep taking a step forward. That doesn't have to be a big step. That can be a tiny shuffle. It can be a quick little scoot. It can be a slight hop. It can be a lean. But you have to keep going in the direction you were going, you know? And so, yeah, big pet peeve of mine is people, is negative people who just kind of stop their pace and just focus on negativity. I think that's why I love you. Woo! Mic drop. I, I really got going there and I was like, wait a minute, where was I going with this? <laughs> That's another problem with football players, guys. I played football for a long time. I got some head stuff. So like, I, I, uh, I apologize ahead of time if I get on a long tangent and just forget where I was. But no, that was good. He knows. I mean, she's been dealing with it for almost three years. We, we got this. I got you. All right. Your next question. What's the best piece of advice you've received? You can't control what happens. You can only control how you react to what happens. Um, I was faced, I had a lot of adversity, um, as a teenager, um, uh, very, very, I was actually blessed with the most incredible mother a guy could have. Um, my parents divorced when I was two, my mother raised me and my younger brother all by herself. Um, and, but as a middle, as a teenager, uh, and when I was in high school, my dad made appearance back in my life and it was very negative for me. Um, it took a lot out of me emotionally. It took a lot out of me physically actually too. And, um, 
at the same time playing the sport at the level I was playing, I uh, was met with a lot of disappointment because I played at a smaller school, a lot of people doubting who you, your ability and um, uh, just a lot of things didn't add up for me. I just was very unlucky when it comes to it. Like I got screwed out of a scholarship because of a coach change, a coaching change to a school I was committed to. Um, went the junior college route, uh, got screwed due to <laughs> Reggie Bushkin kicked out of a seat that moved me out of that seat and um, uh, ended up at APU where I had an opportunity to leave. But at the time, it just seemed like the place I needed to be at. And it was the best decision I ever made, put me on the right path where I needed to be to be at this point now. And um, all that stems from a, a high school football coach who was talking to me in a situation when I was kind of upset was going on. And he said that great leaders don't get too high. They don't get too low. They stay in the middle, right? Because you, you don't need to be rah-rah when everyone's rah-rah, but you need to be in the middle when everyone's down. You need to be above everyone else. And so it was all, and then he said, you know, you can't control what happens. You can only control how you react to yes. So you choose and dictate what you put out in the world in terms of whatever situation. So I've, that's stuck with me my whole life. And every situation that I've ever had that's ever popped into it, I've used that. I say that to myself constantly. And um, that's really what got me through a lot of stuff. That's good. That's so good. I'm going to give you a real good question right now. Ready? Who do if I love? A, if you had a spirit animal, what would it be? Oh, God. <laughs> oh, Jesus. Uh, so this is one of those examples where we are very different. You know, <laughs> Sam is, you know, as is everyone who listens to this podcast, she's very in tune with things that other people just don't naturally understand we'll put it that way like things like spirit animals and i love her for it and i love who she is and i just try to keep up so i'm gonna say my spirit animal is my spirit animal is a golden retriever i think that suits you perfectly <laughs> okay you're gonna like this next question if you had one superpower what would it be oh this is tough. Oh, come on. Right, this is tough though. Cause no, you gotta, it's always no. the two. It's always the two, right? It's always the two. You would love the superpower. Like, Oh, like would I love to be super strong? And it's like, but, but I mean, I am super strong, <laughs> but, uh, like probably flight. Let's be real. Because who doesn't want to just walk out of somewhere and just be like, yo deuce. And, he, and they're just gone like into the sky. Like, like, and then I think also the, just the whole freedom behind it of like, you don't need anything and you can get to wherever you're going. I'm about that. That sounds fun. That's good. That's hey, good. Let's, so hey, let's fly. Flying is the best. We don't, we don't even joke. All right. Noted. A yeah. flying golden retriever. Got flying it. Retriever. That should be the name of, that should be the name of a sports team, to be honest. The flying golden retrievers. That's a dope sports team. Name. Flying retrievers. We got it. Retrievers. All right, so for the ladies out there that are still listening, if they're still listening. Like, who is this a-hole? So they're still listening, and they're like, I really want to find my person, and I've had really bad luck with guys. From a guy's perspective, what advice would you give them? Um, be approachable. Um, sometimes the thing you see isn't actually what you get. Um, don't harp on 
things that don't really matter and that can change with circumstance, you know? Um, personality traits are personality traits, but like things like, oh, he doesn't make as much money. He can always make more money. Like that's dependent on, is he determined? Does he have a plan? Is he executing right? He doesn't drive this kind of a car. Well, who cares? He has a car, right? He takes care of himself. Like he, don't get stuck on the things and really, I would say, focus more on the unseen behind the, you know, behind the screen kind of stuff. Don't like take the first thing you see at granted, really spend the time, get to know somebody. And uh, if he's ever rude to a waiter, that's just a red flag. I don't understand how people can be rude to servers. Like that is the, that, that drives me absolutely insane. Like I cannot, like, don't be rude to a server near me. Cause I'm going to be rude to you. Like that's just, that's just real. All right. Ladies, I'm telling you right now, if he ever treats help like help, and instead of treating people who are helping him as being grateful and for them going above and above the call of duty, even if they're kind of bad at their job, that's okay. You don't understand what happened in their day that day. As long as they didn't spit in your food, we're winning. Okay. But yeah, if anyone's ever rude, that's a flag. That's the biggest red flag of all flags. Like you just, you just never speak to that person again. <laughs> that was, I agree. I totally agree. Well, there's done. Beef right there. Just there you go. Servers. Don't be rude to servers. That's effed up. Add that to the list. So, Add it to the list. so final question, because I feel like we got to wrap this up. I mean, obviously we could talk for hours because we do talk for hours, but to wrap it up for everyone here, for the woman that is listening and she's like, I want to live my life full out. How do I live my most exp expansive, amazing, best life? From the Corey Johnson perspective, what does she need to do? Never, never say no to an opportunity. Um, even if you're not sure, if you're scared, uh, try every opportunity that ever arises because you never know what may come of the situation you're doing. Put your best foot forward in everything you do. Uh, give effort into every little thing because once again, you don't understand what could come out of what you're doing. Um, you said earlier, I mean, I'm, I work for Steve Harvey, which now has me traveling first class everywhere I go, flying on private jets. I'm meeting people I never thought I would have met. And this all changed within the past five months, right? If you are willing to sacrifice and not settle and put your best foot forward in everything, I feel like that's the key to living your life full out. Thank you so much for joining me. If today's podcast inspired you in any way, we would love your support in spreading the word. Please subscribe, rate, and review, and let the other queens in your life know that they are also worthy of living life full out. If you want to continue the conversation, I'd love to connect with you on Instagram or Facebook at Samantha Joe Harvey. Have a fabulous day, and I'll see you next time.